Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about the case for API caching. And it's my pleasure to be speaking with Jeffrey Costa. He's Senior Product Manager, Web Experience at Akamai Technologies. Jeff, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Jeff, it's been said by some that organizations today are making the same mistake with securing APIs that they did 20 years ago with securing websites. How do you respond to that observation? I think that's a valid observation. What's really interesting about that is that the, the mistakes that I keep seeing customers repeat are problems that we solved, like I said, 10 years ago. These are common, common things, but the folks that develop APIs are very different oftentimes from the team that develops the company's website. So these mistakes include things like unnecessary bloat of the API, making too many round trips for content, uh, not using cache layers on the API, and, and really ignoring some of the low-hanging protocol fruit, like enabling gzip, enabling h2, and that sort of thing. Jeff, talk to me about security. Why is API security so challenging for organizations? largely because the API, if the website's the front door, the API is the back door. And a lot of times that back door is left unlocked, which is very, very problematic because today an API drives a multitude of user experiences. The API, for example, can be powering not only the website, but mobile apps, voice activated devices, fitness devices or smart devices, and so forth. So you have all these different user experiences that if the API gets targeted by an adversary, you know, you're not just impacting the website, you have a cascading failure that goes across multiple different surface areas. It's a very big problem. Jeff, talk to me about API caching. What do you find to be some of the myths and realities about it? The myths and realities are, are that it can't help your API. Uh, and, and quite honestly, what I find is that developers really build their APIs for functionality and delivering data without really thinking about the performance of that API. Uh, and, and oftentimes, you have to, what you have to remember about APIs is that the people developing an API are not always the one, same ones who are consuming that. There are third-party developers who register and use that API, and the situations where they are going to use the API could be vastly different from what the people who are publishing the API have envisioned uh, when they created it. So when you think about caching an API, you have to look at the data that you're sending over the wire. Take a look at the velocity of change of that data. If it's slow moving data, well then you really can cache that. And that is something that can deliver enormous scalability benefits. In order to do that caching properly, it's really, it just takes a review of your API traffic to understand if you've mixed in cacheable and non-cacheable content in the same place. In addition to that caching, the other side of this that, that has to be mentioned is, even if you cache something, you have with most CDNs like Akamai, the ability to quickly purge that cached content in five seconds or less. So that if it does get stale, it's not out there indefinitely. You don't have to wait 
minutes or even hours for that content to be cached. So that tandem of being able to cache APIs for greater scalability coupled with that fast purge capability is very, very powerful. So you talked a moment ago about scalability. What are the key benefits to API caching? The key benefits in my mind are being able to serve a much broader audience that is much more geographically dispersed. That's one of the interesting things about APIs is that the consumer may not necessarily be near your API server, right? And you have to have to take that into account that that terrible distance between geographies. And you need to be able to think about how do I reduce the need to send data over those distances and, and caching that data close to the client that is calling for it is really one great way to do that because they don't have to make that several hundred millisecond hop uh, to get from where they are to where your data is. So being smart about that uh, and reducing the amount of data you're sending and the need to even send that data in the first place is a huge benefit. So Jeff, talk to me for a moment about Akamai. How are you helping organizations to improve both API caching and security? And what types of specific use cases can you share? Sure. So we have a wide range of customers across a variety of industries. And from a caching and API caching perspective, last summer there was a large soccer tournament that happened globally. And as you know, soccer fans are, are some of the most passionate fans in the world and hang on every development in a game. Well, our customer who was basically running this tournament came to us and said, hey, our customers are gonna be in a wide variety of geographies, right? Because this was a global soccer tournament and they have a need to get the scores very, very quickly. So their problem was lots of users who need data quickly. Well, if you're serving a huge amount of users like that, that's challenging for most API infrastructures. So what we did is we actually worked with them to cache those score responses at Akamai so that when a goal was scored, we flushed that cache within two to three seconds and the customers that are using their tablets or their mobile apps or the website instantly get these score updates. It was a huge win for this customer and it allowed them to really, really get a bunch of scalability that they otherwise would not have. On the security front, APIs are such a target, they might as well have a bullseye painted on them. And that's largely because if you're going for the data that backs a website, if you attack a website directly, you have to wade through layers of graphical user interface to get to the data. Whereas with an API, it's just straight XML or JSON data. Right? You're going straight for the backing information that you want. And we've had a lot of uh, attacks that we now stop based on having controls in place to mitigate those, those attacks. And oftentimes these are credential-based attacks that can be looking for and testing user logins and pass names, uh, password, passwords that have been harvested from the dark web. Uh, but it can be more esoteric attacks too, like trying to trick the API by doing a command injection or a SQL injection attack, trying to trick the API into revealing more data than it should. 
So there are as many attack vectors for APIs as there are for websites. And it's like I said earlier, it's an often overlooked area by customers. Jeff, final question for you. If you were to sum it up, what are some of the fundamental questions that security leaders need to be asking themselves about API performance and security in their own organizations? Think about the clients that are going to be consuming your API, right? What situation are they in? Where are they geographically? Um, it's quite easy to think about API design as the API just has to work and it has to be restful. But you neglect often to understand who the ultimate consumer is of that API. Getting your API adopted means that it's smooth and enjoyable for developers to consume and their users to use that API. So you want to build those APIs that are not user hostile, that are friendly, that perform quickly and return the data that the calling client wants. From a security perspective, it's the same sort of thing. It's that security is expected of an API. I've seen APIs where, uh, and I believe this was uh, a Nissan Leaf, when they had their companion app for the Nissan Leaf car, they released the API without any kind of authorization uh, and, and authentication protection such that an attacker could very, very easily you sniff that traffic and control another leaf car. So uh, as I said earlier, you know, we're making the same mistakes that we made on websites 10 years ago and, and forgetting about how you authenticate and authorize is a great example of that. And, and security for an API has to be there, right? You have to have that or the integrity of the data is going to be a problem. Data exfiltration is really what I'm talking about as the primary problem. Well, Jeff, very good. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. We've been talking about API caching and security. I've been speaking with Jeffrey Costa, Senior Product Manager, Web Experience with Akamai Technologies. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.